Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. You know what this weather is doing? It's letting us all know it's time to focus our attention on indoor activities. And aside from drinking, Portlanders have another favorite indoor pastime, karaoke. Did you know there's at least 15 bars dedicated to karaoke in our city? And that's not counting the dozens more that host very popular karaoke nights. So today on CityCast Portland, we're revisiting a conversation I had with Yoni Wilson, a karaoke jockey or KJ at Portland karaoke mecca, The Alibi. He's got tips on how you can put on your best show and is also sharing a few unspoken rules to help you navigate a fun night out singing with strangers. It's Monday, January 22nd. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. I feel like Portland is a really big karaoke town. I would agree with that, yeah. People really love karaoke here. Like, why do you think people love it so much? You know, I can't say speak necessarily as to why Portland maybe loves it more than other places. But I would say that, you know, the main reason I think people get into karaoke is because in our regular culture, you don't get quite as much of a chance to uh, uh, express yourself as fully. Mm-hmm. I think that there are uh, certain ways that karaoke lets you release something that maybe you need to release emotionally. Uh, at the Alibi, you know, we have a, a full, it's a stage. You get up there on stage and there's a whole crowd of other people who you're not going to know. Whereas there's other places around town where you just rent a private booth and you go in and sing for yourself. And that's one thing, you know, that's still cathartic. But I think that there's something about getting up in front of people and being like, no, I have something to express. I have something to say that is, I think, really cathartic for people. Right. Could you walk us through a few Portland karaoke bars and, and how they're different? Um, there's, uh, there's definitely some, you know, like voice box is a place where you can go and you're just going to rent a private room. You just have a room with you and your friends and you're going to go sing amongst yourselves, but you're not going to be as interactive with, uh, groups. Um, there's another place, uh, baby Ketten karaoke down in uh, the Southeast, you know, that caters more to, I, I hesitate to use the term nerds, but there's some, there's some real karaoke nerds out there. And, you know, I, I could be considered one of them for sure. Obviously I've worked in karaoke for 10 years. So obviously I've, you know, could be part of that crowd. Could you explain Baby Kenton? Because I feel like the reason they're catered to nerds is because they go deep in their song list, you know? That's exactly what it is. And they, um, you know, at the Alibi, when you come to the Alibi, the majority of the people we get are, you know, they're they're going to pick the, the top 40 stuff. There's certain songs that I'm just like, I'm going to have to hear them all the time. But at the same time, when somebody comes up and picks a song like that, I'm going to 100% encourage them to sing that. You know, at Baby Kenton, they delete those songs. As soon as a song gets, like the top songs that get sung the most, they delete out of their playlist. Right. So you're, if you're going there looking to sing Bohemian Rhapsody, you're not going to Baby Ketten. But they're going to have all the songs that are like the B-sides off the albums. Yeah. Could you confirm uh, the rumor that David Byrne went to the Alibi and sang Prince? Yeah. Were you there that night? I was there, yeah. I mixed the sound for him. 
Oh my God. Tell me what happened. I want to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you the story. Sure. Um, I mean, well, so that night there was one of the people from his band who uh, came in and was just awesome, was singing songs and being really supportive of everybody else who was singing in the crowd. And I just really liked their energy. And I was like, got to talking to them and they were like, I don't tell you a secret, but don't tell anyone. I'm trying to get David Bird to come out here. We'll see. He might come out here. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see if it happens. And then sure enough, he ended up coming out. And it was funny because it wasn't that busy of a night. And right when he showed up, all of a sudden, all these people started coming in. So it was like the word got out somehow. Like People tweeted it. Like I yeah, saw it, went it and I was like, media. no way. I was already yep. in bed. I was like, no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had like one, one of my managers showed up there who's never there at night. And I was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I heard yeah. David Burns. I knew it was a Prince song, but what was it? Well, okay. So first he, he, when he walked up and handed his song to me, you know, he started to get busy. So I was like looking down and he handed me the slip and I kind of like didn't really look and just took the, took the slip from him and then looked at it. And as I looked at it, I saw the name David on the bottom of the slip and I was like, oh shit, I already have another David in the list. I already had another singer named David. So I turned uh, I turned and looked and as he's walking away, I was like, oh, hey, David. And he turns to me and I see that it's David Byrne. And I was like, oh, um, I already have another David in the list. Can I get a last initial on this one? And he was like, yeah, sure. And came and wrote the B. So I kind of <laughs> just like, uh, B? acted like I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I feel like he maybe kind of appreciated that, you know, just being like downplaying it, treating him like everybody else. I was like, can I just get a last initial? And so he, uh, he did that and then I put him on the list. And then I guess it was somebody in his group because they were like, hey, how long till David Burns sing? And I was like, I don't know. He's about like 15 to 20 songs away. And they handed me some money and were like, can you make him next? I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I scooted him up <laughs> and uh, he sang uh, Prince when doves cry. Oh my God, that song is so long It was, it was a good performance. It was definitely, um, it was fun to watch. It was fun to, you know, I still, I kept the karaoke slip that he gave me. Oh really? You still have it? Yeah, it was a, it was a good one. Nice. It's just like David B. Yep, David B. Yep, signed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like vibes are really important when you are doing karaoke. I would say so. Right? Like, I also feel like there's archetypes sure. almost. Like, what are a few types of singers that you see? Okay, so, you know, number one, we'll say we see the the people who come in and sing the, the top songs, the songs you expect everyone to do. Um, then we have the types of people, like I said, the karaoke nerds who want to do the deep cuts. Um, then we have the people who are, um, you know, maybe a little more reserved, a little more shy. They don't necessarily know that they want to sing. And those are kind of my favorite. It's my favorite when those people come in because as soon as they talk to me, it's like, okay, well, the fact that you're walking up and talking to me, I know you really do deep down somewhere you want to sing, but you're telling me, oh, no, I can't. I don't know. Well, that's where I take the most pleasure in my job because I feel like it's my job to encourage people to sing. Right, right. What are some other archetypes that you see? I have one regular who I won't I won't mention his name, but uh, I, I like to in private call him Captain Bringdown. Cause he's the guy who comes in. He's got a he's got a great fucking voice, amazing voice. But he comes in and sings like the sad, slow songs. And it's just like, oh. Captain, bring down. Okay, on a Tuesday that's fine. But you come in on a Saturday night and you want to sing these slow, sad songs. Like everybody else is like, yeah, let's get the bangers out. And it's like, all right, you're singing. Would it be like Amazing Grace? Sure, that could be one. Or like Hallelujah. If you do Hallelujah, <laughs> Jeff Buckley, the Jeff Buckley oh, no. version, which I love fucking love yeah. Jeff Buckley. But like I said, on a Saturday night, that's like, that's not, oh it's not the Saturday night banger you want to hear. You know? <laughs> well, I feel like we're venturing into, into like etiquette, you know? So like, what's a rule that you would impose on someone? Actually, we haven't posted on the wall. Our rules are, you know, <laughs> no, no swinging the mic. Don't swing the mic or drop the mic. Like just treat the uh -huh. mic with respect. Cause it's a, it's an expensive piece of equipment. And I think most people who get up there, they get up there and they just have fun. If they fuck that mic up, that's going to ruin the night for everybody else who wants to sing after them. And they just broke the mic, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's like, well, now I can't do duets cause I only have one microphone. Yeah. 
So, so respect <laughs> the mic. Respect the mic is what I'm hearing. That's the number one rule, hands down. Um, number two, I would say, is, you know, respect the audience. Like, you know, if you're disrespecting members of the crowd, then I'll cut your song off. You know, if you're like saying things that are that are you know blatantly offensive, um, then I'll cut your song off. You know, if, unless it's like part of the lyrics of the song. If you're singing a song that has offensive lyrics, I'm gonna let it go. Like, go ahead, you sing all those offensive songs that you want. How do you feel about people that go up and just dance? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I think it's great in the right context. There's certain people who are getting up and dancing because they really like the way that somebody's performing and they they want to you know enhance that experience. And there's some people who get up there and dance. You know. It's like when there's one person who's getting up and dancing for every song and they're like dancing, like trying to be like front and center of the stage. That's when I'll like be like, OK, you know, you need to back off a little bit. This is like the person who's waiting to sing. It's their time. Like give them the stage. But there's other times where it's like when you got a whole group of people dancing up there, that's you know, that sets the vibe that makes the uh, the experience for a lot of people. You know, especially if you're singing some song like, you know, some kind of like Taylor Swift, like something that's popular that gets all the little kids up there and dancing being like yay we love this song you know like that's great you're you know you're setting the setting the tone right <laughs> so what are like the biggest karaoke faux pas that you've seen <sighs> biggest karaoke faux pas um you know i'll see i've seen people get up and try and grab the microphone from somebody when they didn't feel like they were singing the song well enough oh no really that's like that's a that's very good so one. oh rude. yeah and i'll immediately like i'll cut them i'll get on the mic you know and be like hey give them the fucking mic back, you know, like, cause it's like people, you know, people do things not thinking they don't know, you know, and they're just like, Oh, I love this song. I want to sing. I want to participate. They want to be involved, you know, but it's like, yeah, this is not your turn. This is somebody else's wanted to sing the song. And just because they don't have, you know, maybe as good of a voice as you think they should, doesn't mean that you get to go take the mic from them. And also they're drunk. Like you're just exactly, like, you're, exactly. you're basically babysitting at that point. A good, a good chunk of my job is babysitting adults, you know, adult sitting. So. <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, <laughs> Do you have any hot tips? Because, okay, here, let me tell you this. Um, I love to go see karaoke. I rarely, you know, participate. Um, partially, two reasons. One, it, it's so public and there's just so many mm -hmm. people. And it's just like, not just like all your friends. It's like random Absolutely. as heck people, right? Which I know that's what makes it fun. But two, it takes sometimes like all night to get a song on. You know, like Absolutely. you said, like even David B, man, he had yep. 15 songs in front of him. Yep. For those who 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 don't have the money to tip you to like get mm -hmm. all the all <laughs> to get pumped up, which by the way, good to know, good to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I always tell like, people I'm I'm not above bribery. I'm absolutely not above <laughs> bribery. I'm an independent contractor over there. You know, I'm you know. Well, do you have any other tips for people who um, don't have the money? Yeah, I would say um, if you try and go out on a Friday or Saturday night, those are going to be the busiest nights. That's right. when it's going to be totally packed out. Come in in the middle of the week and you're probably going to get, and especially come in earlier in the night. You know, we over at the Alibi, we run karaoke every night from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m. Like every fucking night. God damn. That's, that's yeah. like, <laughs> that's so much karaoke. So if you can come at any time of the week and like if you're in there at 8, 8 p.m., there's not as many people in. You're going to get to sing probably, you know, two or three songs at least before the room gets crowded on a weeknight. All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we return, more on Portland karaoke with local KJ, Yoni Wilson. What's the biggest karaoke win you've ever seen on stage? I mean, I'm imagining of someone that started all shaky, you know, like they're like, oh, I don't know how to sing the song. And then they just like, the chorus came in and they just 
belted it out. But I don't know. I mean, it doesn't even have to necessarily be about how good the performance is. Sometimes I'd right. say the biggest karaoke win is about that's when it comes down to like how the crowd reacts. Mm-hmm. And there's certain times where like I've seen the entire crowd get up and have a dance party up on the stage to build a little birdhouse in your soul by they might be giants. And I was like, where am I right now? What is happening? <laughs> what is this? Like it was, and the guy wasn't singing it that well. It was like not yeah. the greatest performance, but like the crowd was just like, happened to love that song that night. So, you know, it's like there's certain, you know, just weird occurrences. That's awesome. I've seen something similar happen with, uh, I want to dance with somebody. Well, that happens all the time. That song comes on and everyone's just like on the on the dance yep. floor, the the non-existent dance floor. Well, I mean, we used to hear that every night. You can't see his face, but he looked like he was a little pained when he said that, just FYI. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not, I wouldn't say I was a little, a little bit pained. I mean, there's there's other songs, like I said, that I've had to hear more, you know, I'd like say. What song are you just like, I never want to freaking hear the song ever again. Sweet Caroline, one of my least favorite songs. One of my least favorite, I like. Oh my God. And it's, you know, it's not even necessarily about the song itself. It's about when the crowd goes, bah, bah, bah. I was about to say, is it the bum, bum, bum part? Oh my God, I hate it, yeah. You but should still. never go to a Red Sox game. Yeah. Do not go to no. a Red Sox game. I, you know, I never would. I never would. <laughs> gonna, it's going to be like, you're going to get triggered, I promise right. you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what about the biggest fail? I mean, you don't have to name names. Biggest uh, fail. But like I mean, when someone went on and you're like, oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. No, because I mean, that's not that's not what you want. That's what no, nobody fail. wants in that room wants you to fail. But what is the biggest fail I think that you've seen? You know, I've had, OK, probably the biggest fails. I remember this was years ago having some guy come up and he was like talking a lot of shit. He like looked like he was a rapper or something. He was like, yo, yo, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to be awesome. Oh, cool. I'm going to spit this shit and like got up there and then just like totally like didn't couldn't do it at all. Like, was just waiting for the hook. Like, couldn't do any of the verses at all. And like, and it was a rap song? Yeah, it was a rap song. So I was like, dude, the whole thing is about you got to get that flow <laughs> on the verses. And especially, like, talking all this shit, like, how good you're going to be. And then, like, yo, you don't even know. Like, it's going to be so good. I'm like, okay, all right, your turn came. Here we go. What do you got? And just nothing. Oh Nothing. My God. And I was like, wow. Okay. Cool. I feel like that happens <laughs> a lot more uh, when it comes to because the, all the biggest fails that I've seen are always rap related or like yeah, Beyonce related. You know, when you're just like, baby, it's Beyonce. Like, I love singing Beyonce and I love to sing hip hop, but you got to yeah. fucking get up there and like be ready to give it 110%. Well, you say you love <laughs> to sing Beyonce, but like, what's your go to? Uh, probably Halo is one of my favorites. That's a really That's a good, good one. one. Um, I used to really love to do Drunken Love. Um, that really? Was my, oh, fuck yeah. I love that song. It was Surf one of my favorites park? to do. But that All was right. um, back when we had one of our old KJs who doesn't work at the Alibi anymore. He used to give me the best mixes. And I can't do it like myself because for the Beyonce part, you need a lot of reverb. And then when the Jay-Z part comes in, you got to cut that reverb down. And so I can't really do that one when I'm mixing for myself. Wait, so you did the Jay-Z part as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do Beyonce and then go to Jay-Z. Oh but like God. I said, I need somebody back at the board mixing for me. What's a good like starter song? If somebody wants to do karaoke and they're just like, oh, I'm so scared, but I want to like, you know, jump out. You know, I want to like break out of my shell. The first thing that I'm going to tell people is what's the song that comes on in the car when you're driving in the car and you're listening to the radio? What's the song that comes on and you can't help but sing along? Mm-hmm. But if you want like the universally easiest song to sing, Tequila by the Champs. Oh, of course. That's that's. that's cool. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right. Hands tequila. Down. That's it. Yep. That's, that's the, it. one word. One word. Okay. Four times. Yep. <laughs> Can I tell you? I, I once had laryngitis, and mm-hmm. I, I was at a friend's like thirtieth karaoke birthday party, and I was like, I can't sing, and so I was like, Wait! I thought it was so genius, so I did Ying Yang Twins' Whisper Song, <laughs> and I have to tell you that I fucking killed it. 
Oh nice. my God, I got high fives. Like I've never been high fived by random strangers. Why would that's they? That's great. Like I literally, someone was like, you did that shit. And I was, that's, like, that's I, perfect. And I was like, I did do that shit. You, know? you played to the strengths of your voice. Thank you. Yeah. I want to like suggest that, the whisper yeah, song to anyone who one. might have a cold, but they're no longer contagious. I like that. I'm going to have to see if we have that on our list now at the Alibi. Well, Yoni, thanks so much for like hanging out and, and giving us some karaoke pointers. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any nights or anything that you're just like you want to shout out of, uh, of of places that people should go or anything like that? Um, I mean, you know, if you want to come see me, I'm the only really shout out I can give is, you know, come <laughs> see me. I'll be at the Alibi. I'm there Saturdays, Sundays and Mondays. And if you're there any other night of the week, you're going to see our other KJs who are equally awesome. So And possibly you singing, yeah. uh, you know. Possibly me just hanging out on my day off. Yeah, exactly. And singing a Beyonce song. <laughs> you know, one can only dream. <laughs> <laughs> Before we head out, I wanted to let you know that we are putting together an advice-style episode and are asking for problems or dilemmas, concerns you might have, and it could be about anything really, city-related or not. If you'd like our advice, hit us up at portlandcitycast.fm or leave us a voicemail at 503-208-5448. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you to everyone who's been reviewing and leaving us really nice notes. All that stuff really helps us out. If you enjoy the show, consider rating or leaving us a review as well. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>